Welcome back to the Mountains and the Sea of Prince podcast. I'm Christy. This is Josh. And we're so glad you're back with us today. We check out a Prince album and find our time capsule, our high and our low. Every other week we do this. And right now we're in the midst of a series about around the world in a day. Last week we did the album proper. And this week we're going to do all the singles and B-sides. Can't wait. It's a very colorful album and the B-sides and videos fit right in. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Before we get to that, we have a couple of housekeeping items. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. I was told there'd be no cleaning. Oh, well, yeah. You can just sit and listen to the the cleaning bit. All right. I got my feet up next to the mic. (laughs) Go ahead. There you go. We have a little corrections corner. A uh, sweet friend of the pod emailed us and said that we were incorrect about the little boy on the balloon mm-hmm. not being on the album. Now we... On the record, you mean? Oh, yeah. yes, you're right. Yes. Right. Yeah, on the record album. Right. Yeah. We didn't get that until after the fact. We bought it like at oh, Half it was, Price Books yeah, or something secondhand. similar. Yes, secondhand. Mm-hmm. So no way for us to know that. Well, this friend who emailed us said that he bought it new uh-huh. and that the little boy was actually on the plastic. Yeah, the shrink wrap. The uh-huh. shrink wrap on the outside of the album. So he and was present. You just had to be careful with him. That's that's right. And he's didn't look like he was there because it's not something that typically gets kept with the album. So we appreciate that correction. And uh, it's good information for us to know. It was not something that we were aware of. No, me either. Because he is printed on the CD sleeve. We've got the original long box edition of the album where the um, long box itself folded out to be a lyric sheet and had a cardboard sleeve inside that you could remove that had the yeah. disc slipped inside. And uh, That's after all we have buying left. that originally in 1988 as a young teenager, no idea what happened to my long box, but we still have the original CD sleeve that's got the little Super boy cool. with the balloon on it. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that so was our you. little correction. We we're glad to know that. If you ever have any kind of information like that, something that you would know firsthand or something that you've seen somewhere on the internet that is a reputable source, uh, we would absolutely love to hear from you and ha- hear about that. And if you want your name shouted out on the pod, we'll be happy to do that if you have a little correction for us. This person asked not to be identified, which is totally fine. Too. Yeah. So we're very glad and our second bit of housekeeping is we're still running our contest got our pin to give away our cute pin it is adorable it's really cute and it's still all wrapped in plastic so you don't have to worry about not getting the little printed thing there's nothing printed on the plastic but you wouldn't have to worry about missing it because it's still (laughs) still brand new it's still brand new and we'd love to send that to one lucky listener so christy how can i win this oh well you can join us on social media you can find us on facebook at tmats t-m-a-t-s podcast is the shortcut or you can search for the mountains and the sea of prince podcast you can go to that page and share any post from that page it will show up in our little analytics and i will be able to find it so just share with your friends so that you can talk with them about this podcast and tell them how much you agree with us or don't agree with us you can go on twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S, podcast. And you can retweet any tweet. Mm -hmm. And that would be wonderful. Just get our voices out there. That would be great. Or 
You can rate and review anywhere you get your podcasts. We didn't want to limit it to Apple Podcasts. That's the biggest. That's the most helpful. But I don't really care where you listen to us. So wherever you listen to us, do a rate and review. Most podcasting catchers allow you to do that. Take a little screenshot and email it to us, tmatspodcast at gmail.com. So simple. And it's easy. You get five entries for the rate interviews. You get one entry for every retweet or share yes, on Facebook. That so is correct. So you can enter multiple times. Yes, There's no limit. That's right. And you know what? If you review us on Facebook as well, uh, I had one person do that. If you will rate us on Facebook as well, you can do that. I'll give you five entries for that. So really, cool. if you rate us on your podcatcher and on Facebook, you can get 10 entries just for doing that. So, and it's easy thing to do. We hope that you'll rate us five stars. Yeah, please. We, you're not required. We, and the entries, we well, we're going to put names in a bucket somewhere and let yes. a very cute 10-year-old girl yes. draw a name and announce yes. it. Yes. That sounds fair. You have until September 21st right. to get your entries in, and we'll announce it on the pod uh, following that. I believe it's September 30. Okay. So, all right. Awesome. So today we're going to hop in. We have, I'm going to run down our list of things we're going to run cover. down the rundown i'm going to run down the rundown real super quick uh we're going to do prince's very first television interview which yeah. is an mtv interview right paisley park in its video mm-hmm. raspberry brain in its video she's always in my hair okay pop life hello girl pop life both extended versions yes is what we're that's reviewing today thank you for the correction right all right, after Girl, we're going to talk about America and its video. Uh-huh. And finally, for the Tears in Your Eyes and its video. It's a lot of material. It is it's a like lot of material. More than an album's worth of material, yeah. of ancillary material, uh, in a time where, you know, you'd expect Prince to not really have a lot of material. Yeah, because he Months just, after his giant feature film and soundtrack and world tour. Yeah. And yet here it all is. Yeah, he's not taking a break. No, no vacations. (laughs) No. We're going to start with the MTV interview. It was, I didn't realize it until we were sitting down to watch it. It was Prince's very first television interview. interview. He'd been interviewed for print materials and he'd done live performances, but this was his first like interview. Well, he was supposed to be interviewed by Dick Clark on American Bandstand in 1979. Oh, and he was very demure and shy and wouldn't talk. did not say a word. Mm -hmm. He just, uh, well, one word answers and looks and Uh hand gestures was all Dick Clark got. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's accurate to say it's the first time he was (laughs) successfully interviewed on television. It's the first time he participated. (laughs) That's right. He had an active voice, although it wasn't really a live interview. It was a pre-recorded thing. Right. It would look like it was a candid interview and he was speaking pretty much off script, but it wasn't like there was an MTV VJ sitting there no. asking him questions and him answering. Right. It was a, his manager at the time uh, conducted the interview and then also, according to MTV, MTV Newsroom submitted some questions too. And Prince was asked them on the set of the video for America, oh, okay. surrounded by all the extras who okay. were in the crowd. I was going to ask who yeah. all those people were. Yeah, they were in the crowd oh. uh, at the live performance of the America That's video that cool. was uh, recorded in Paris. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I was or, wondering who all those people were. France. I don't know that it was Paris. Somewhere, some, somewhere in Europe? Yes. Okay. Uh, it was in That's, France. Okay. We're certain it was yeah. in France. Yep. Okay. That's specific enough. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we, I mean, the interview just started off with him making a statement about he just wanted to get out there that he was 
You know, I guess he's responding to people calling him weird and odd stories about him and his reclusive nature and the mysteriousness around him, which, of course, he built up and thrived behind. Right. But he starts the interview just, you know, sitting down in a very under-the-cherry-moon kind of outfit. He looks like Christopher Tracy sitting there saying, I just want to put out there that I'm just like you. I need love and water. Just like anyone else, I need love and water. Yeah. And I thought it was darling. What a and delicate so flower. In, <laughs> well, and so indicative of his personality that he put love over water. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Love but was first and air defi- was, you know, it, yeah. maybe a distant third. Right. I think he definitely thrived on being mysterious and letting his work speak for itself. And then when he did speak about himself, being very humble, naturally, but also a little purposefully. Yeah. Yeah. I think. He was very humble in interviews and less so in his lyrics. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> so you can see this video. It's on YouTube, everywhere over the on, on video sites now, so you can revisit it. There are many funny parts in the interview yeah. also. When Cufflinks like these cost money. <laughs> that was so funny and very Christopher Tracy. Yeah, yeah tricky you can tell. Christopher yeah. Tracy. Yeah, he was definitely working on that character. Yeah, you know, And that character tell. had appeared in some of his work, especially on side projects with Morris Day in the time. Right. That kind of personality was coming mm-hmm. out, but you could see it firsthand where he entered this Mookie kind star. of... Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, very unique kind of thing. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I love when... Uh, he was asked about his next project. Here they are on the set of a video. He's still just one year out from Purple Rain, and there have been there's been a brand new album, multiple singles, videos, remixes, B-sides, non-album tracks, associate artists that he contributed work to. And one of the questions is, What's tell next? us about your next project and when is it coming out? Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I don't know whether I should be, like, excited that they were... So interested in what was next, or is that a stock question that they asked everybody what's next, or were people clamoring so much for what's next? I think it was a little bit of the Prince promotion machine. Okay. I mean, I don't think any of these questions were posed to him without him seeing them first. Fair. Uh, Some of them may have been posed to himself by himself also. Uh, True. So I could also see that he was ready to move past this record and talk about what he was currently doing, which was working on this film. Yeah. So that would be my guess, is that it was his way to kind of talk about and pump up the next big thing yeah. yeah yeah and i appreciated that he gave wendy and lisa credit he said the girls keep me on track by the girls i mean wendy and lisa yeah. like he realized he was used to calling them the girls yeah and then realized oh i should make sure that everybody knows yeah, their who names I'm who i'm talking about it's not just like the fans some right. towny groupy girl right it's these are specific these people. are specific people who mean a lot to him right i appreciate it wasn't that. just either uh, uh keeping him on track too he was talking about how he does record much faster yeah um, than thanks a to the input artist. of yes. wendy and lisa yeah so that was kind of them. neat mm-hmm. yeah very yeah. nice i <laughs> so they asked him about the future and then you know also asked him about the past and is Purple Rain autobiographical? And he mm-hmm. to say it's fictional. Yes, and we're telling a story. That's really all. That's really that's what we're doing. If it's 
autobiographical in any way, that's none of your business. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very uh, close to the vest. There. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when love- they asked him what's next and he kind of paused for a minute and said, don't you like surprises? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, which which he said many times also yeah yeah uh, in, in his career as far as what he was working on or what might be the next thing um, and then he told a little story about uh, Andre Simone and the dance electric yes a song was, that Prince gave to him uh-huh. um, actually at Andre Simone's mother's request because really? Andre was too proud to ask for it but um, she had supported Prince and he lived with them for a little while growing up and so she approached him and said. Sure, it would be nice if you do something for Andre, yeah. maybe give him a song or something. And Yeah, uh, he did. He did, and it's yeah. a song called The Dance Electric. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you, again, we saw a little bit of that uh, Christopher Tracy tricky personality yeah. and yes. that story and uh-huh. fun cadence to his voice. And it's good. Yes, yeah, kind of how he patched things up with Andre Simone because he had been in his band and left to do his own thing, and um, Prince still kept in touch with them and things were okay. Yeah. And then they showed the guy that was annoyed that Prince didn't come for the Re- We Are the World recording. Yes, yes. Which, you know, rolled my eyes pretty hard because... Yeah, how could you not show up when you're invited? Well, I'm sure he was invited to a number of things that he... I don't go to everything I'm invited to. Right, right. So <laughs> Prince told the story of why he... I thought he did a pretty good job explaining why he didn't come along to the recording, the group recording of We Are the World and saying that, well, I decided to uh, donate a song to the project, which he said I thought was best for both parties because I'm at my best when I'm surrounded by people I know, and I respect all these musicians who are doing this and would probably just clam up around them and not be able to perform as well. So whether it's an excuse or a reason, um, it's not like he turned his back on the project. He not no, only not gave them a song, all. but shot a video. And they were totally fine with that until they weren't, until he didn't show up for it, and yeah. then somebody got their knickers in a twist. Yeah, well, and you go back and listen to it now, and if he had had a preview of what they were doing, I could see he why he would say, it. you know, why don't you guys do that? That's not really my thing. So I think a bunch it was of a, people like competing was, to be the best part of that song and none of them really it didn't really work for anybody right and then maybe the, michael jackson the but, chorus you can't pick out i mean it could have just been a group of you know average singers singing that song and it would have been as good right um it Fair. was it was more about you know of course the effort and the money that was being raised for the cause at the time which was great right but it didn't require the kind of i guess talent that was assembled outside of the fact of getting Fair. attention yes you know, drawing Fair. public attention. Yeah, was and the he most wasn't a thing. one to be. I'm going to draw a lot of public attention outside of his own work. Yeah, and he was doing many other things privately uh, for charitable organizations that have come up since his death, mm-hmm. that have come to pass in 1984 and 1995, playing a private concert for a school for deaf children. Yeah, that's and, so cool. You know, so many things like that. But, um, you know, it's not like he was wrapped up in his own world and not, right. not giving back in some way. That wasn't his nature either. Right. Mm-hmm. And lest you think a concert for deaf children is kind of a waste, it's not deaf people very much like music and mm-hmm. they like very very loud music yeah so they can feel it and yeah. understand it there's there is a great recount of that um concert in many places online you should cool. check out and yeah. see um you know it was a surprise thing he wanted no one to know about it and these kids were taken to an auditorium and did not know who they were going to see and it showed so and it's cool. prince and the revolution in 1984 that's so cool yeah, really cool really 
neat. Mm-hmm. And then he brings out Jerome. Yes, sweet Jerome. Sweet Jerome, so funny. Mm-hmm. Then he has a woman. Do you know who that woman was? Oh, yeah, she was the landlord and under the cherry okay. moon. She was the one yeah. collecting their rent in the yeah. movie. She was the She actress. explained the uh, basic plot of the movie. Yeah, in French. Like a summary. Yeah, all in French. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the prince says, you explain it. You'll do it better. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah and she then she says it in, it in French, French, which was, I thought, kind of funny and endearing. So, yep. all right. I don't have anything else to add about that. Okay. There were other interviews at the time, too. He did an interview uh, with Rolling Stone in print, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to do a photo shoot for the cover of the magazine, which, so instead they grabbed a screenshot from, or a still at the time, there weren't screenshots then, a still image from Raspberry Beret. Mm. And later, we saw this uh, when you take the tour of Paisley Park, it's framed and on the wall, and, uh, you know, they talk about how Prince hated it because it made his teeth look weird. Yeah. Um, but hey, he didn't want to do a photo shoot or provide them with an image yeah. for the cover, so they did what they could. Yeah, that's part of the deal, I'm sorry to say. Yep. So we have a remix of Paisley Park and a video for Paisley Park. Right. Paisley Park was the first single in the UK, anyway, for the album. Right. Um, the, the first it never sing- got a US release. Never got a US release. It was only um, overseas, international markets that got Paisley Park. And then they also got this 12-inch single of Paisley Park, um, which is... I guess you could call it just a longer stretched out version of the song. Yeah, there was, uh, it started with the laughing and the uh-huh. song title, which I thought was nice. Yeah. I liked it. Paisley Park. <laughs> and yep. then some like raw sounding guitar solo and uh-huh. well, ocean like and bell seabird sounds. Yes, yeah. and maybe like some feedback kind of sound a too. Bit, that's yeah. a little strange. It'll definitely exploration of sound effects going on mm-hmm. in the song too. A lot. There weren't a lot of, um, it's certainly a longer version of the song, but not through additional lyrics or no, verses. No, it was, it was mostly like and, the first two minutes or so right. was added on at the beginning mm-hmm. and then it was... Kind of reprised at the end. Yeah, it was mainly the album version as far as I could tell. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Um, not super remarkable as an extended version, but no. certainly something cool it's to fine. have. Yeah. And still to this day, I don't believe has ever officially been released oh, in the United really? States. Okay. So um, it's a tough thing to find if okay. you can get your hands on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there was all, also not commercially released. There was a promo video. There was a promo video. <laughs> For this song. For this song, it was kids in a park in crazy outfits. Yeah, like international, worldly kind of outfits and a lot of people dribbling a bouncy ball. It was, I think, just one guy dribbling about. I saw kids and like an uh, older, uh, like an adult also. I thought it was just the adults. No, there were kids that were Oh, I didn't notice the kids Mm -hmm. dribbling. But they're on swings and seesaws and on Uh curly slides and running around. A little too literal for me. They were in a park. Yes, but they were all and children. a girl it on a seesaw. Yeah, although yeah. in the song when he says the girl on the seesaw is laughing, you think of it as you know, of course, a woman. I thought right. of her. As yeah, a woman. I did too. I didn't even think of Paisley Park as really being like a place for children. Children are innocent. They don't yeah. necessarily need the escape that Paisley Park would provide. Right. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's a way of saying as adults, if you come to this place, that you become more childlike. But perhaps. I could see that. There's yeah. a girl also in the video that's got kind of a duck mask or something mm-hmm. on that's uh, strangely cute, I guess is what you could say. Yeah, it's just childish. Yeah. And the kids are singing Fine. along to some of the lyrics yeah. during the song, but uh, the band and Prince have no presence in this yeah, whatsoever. you don't see them at all, which I thought was kind of a shame. I mean, I know it was probably something put together... By somebody else, Mm -hmm. low budget, quick, we want something to put on, you know, British television, European television. And this could also go back to Prince's wish, like for the album cover, you know, his statement of, I think people are tired of looking at me. So maybe his, that was his approach to this video too, is I also want to be hidden. Right. Well, but how endearing would it have been to see him interacting with these kids? Yeah. I think it would have been really fun. And I couldn't find like... Who are these children? Yeah. I have no idea who they are. I would have loved to know, oh, this is a boys and girls club in, you know, rural Minneapolis. Right. Yeah. And do any of these kids, you know, have recollections of the video shoot or how did it go down or how'd you get picked for it? Yeah. That kind of thing. Because we were talking about these kids look like they were 10, 11 years old. And so they'd be in their their 40s right now. Yeah. So, hey, if you're listening and you were in this video, let (laughs) us know. Please email us. Yeah. We can love to have you as a guest on the pod. Yep. <laughs> Even if all we did was talk to you. So, yeah, I mean, the kids looked happy. I'm sure they were thrilled. It was fun, probably. Was you know, fun. there's a camera crew. There are lots of use of green screen stuff. So the sky yeah. is swapped out with people shots and, right. you know, tree. You can see through I didn't trees, think, sort of. I didn't it was, think it was super effective in this instant. It was. No, I mean, it was fine. what you could do on a reasonable budget i'm sure yeah in 1985 so now we have the raspberry beret extended version all right do you want to talk about the song first or the yeah let's video? talk about the song the and then the video all right the song yeah a good three minutes longer than the album version um and this is one case where i do feel like this was worked on after it was recorded to add these things it right. didn't strike me like this is the full version that no. was edited down to make yeah. the album version well, yes. Maybe I w- parts I would, of it were. I would say it sounded kind of to me like they probably had most of it ready, most of the song ready. It had a lot of different instrumental sorts of sounds uh-huh. that might have been like he was kind of working on those. Like I could see this, like him having the main part of the song done and then doing this to kind of decide what he liked because there were some maracas and a harmonica Mm -hmm. and some heavy breathing and screaming and different keyboard parts and finger symbols. Like I could see him having like the main of it done and then kind of doing all of this extended version to pick out what he liked. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see like, that. Like, what do all... I like? I'm going to I'm gonna mess with all these things. Yeah. Which do I really like in here? And you definitely get the feeling with longer versions of his songs, especially by the early, mid-80s, that it was more of a playground for experimentation. Yeah. And that kind of thing. You know, use of sound effects and other types of instruments that he, that might not show up on an album because they were maybe out of place in context of an album. So that's happening here. You know, especially at the beginning of the song where Prince decides to include himself not just clearing his throat, but literally coughing at the Uh beginning of the song. Um, He was questioned, I don't know if you saw this in any of the stuff you read, 
um, that he was questioned about why would he, why did he include himself coughing at the beginning of Raspberry Beret? And his answer was that he did it because he wanted to do something sick. (laughs) (laughs) Sick being cool in 1984. Uh Or a little bit of a cold. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But it's a pretty... I mean, credit, I credit to I the actor in Prince because it doesn't sound like it's faked. No. It sounds it pretty real. It looks like it's faked in the video, well, but it course. doesn't sound like Have it's Have you ever faked. tried to lip sync a cough? That's <laughs> not easy. Um, I'm proud to say that I found this uh, record, the 12-inch single, and have it framed in my office and love mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. I think I got it at Craig's Record Factory in oh. Corpus Christi, Texas. They had a... At one point, they were big into carrying actual 12-inch vinyl. You know, a lot of this time, that's where you could get the extended extended versions. versions. It wasn't a a single or a CD or, of course, not a download. It was actually on vinyl. Um, So this actually became available digitally on CD and online um, as part of the collection called Prince Ultimate. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't heard this, you can stream it now, I believe, or you can find Ultimate and and buy it, Uh, which is good. I also thought it was neat that the original vinyl version of this the 12 inch single lists it as raspberry beret new mix and on ultimate it's listed as extended or 12 inch version but they're the same okay they're they're the very same songs okay yeah that's good to know yep mix new mix and extended are the same they are the same so don't try to chase down multiple versions there's just the one six minute and 36 second version of of the song if you love the original i thought i thought this added some fun to it and some playfulness and we've got the violins and the strings that he yeah. included yeah. Uh, in the original that are on display more here. So I thought this was a fun extended version. Agreed. You know, if you just like the song and want more of it, yeah, it this it's is it. One of my notes is that yeah. it's more of a song that we already love. So yeah, how I can can't, you go wrong? You can't really. Right. I mean, short of just really messing it up. Yeah, which th- this did not, did not mess it no, up. No, not at all. Yeah. So in the video... Yeah, um, yes. it was like an edit of the extended version of Raspberry Beret that the uh, video is comprised of because right. we have the beginning with him coughing right uh, before the song kicks in. But this to me is like one of the quintessential 1980s Prince, it's... not just Prince videos, but videos in general where you're mixing mediums of uh, live shot video, lip syncing illustrations and cartoons. It really just screams of this is what videos were really all about. And it's like all out. the best parts of 80s videos. It yeah. wasn't like the cheesy, you know, mirrors and yeah. flock of seagulls hair or whatever. Yes. It was it was everything great about eighties videos all kind of wrapped up into one. Yeah, it very was, much so. In fact, the parts of the video that I thought suffered the most were the parts that didn't have those effects on them. There are a couple scenes where you see more live action and the stuff that's going on in the clouds and in the greens and blues where they uh-huh. replace them with illustrations and cartoons aren't present and it almost looks a little out of place. Oh, I kinda liked kinda liked that part. Like I a kinda, break back into yeah, reality. Yeah, I kinda liked it's almost like you got a peek behind the curtain yeah you do a little bit of like this is what it was like there and then this is what the magic can do 
oh. for it. Okay. I kind of I kind of liked that. I looked at it, I'm like, wow, why didn't they just do the effects here too? Or did they oh. run out did they run out of frames for the cartoon to get in here? The little boy with the balloon uh-huh. is seen in the video too yeah. in the, in the animated part, which is really fun. And yep. Of course, Prince's outfit is probably one of his most iconic, the blue, blue suit, suit with, with clouds the... on it and boots that have the same clouds painted on them, custom boots. Yeah. And his cloud guitar, also the white one from Purple Rain. Right. Makes an appearance in the right. video. It was great. Uh, Wendy and Lisa both looked beautiful. Yeah. This yeah. Wendy especially. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So just fierce. Yeah. I never thought of them as young then, but now that it's you know, uh-huh. well, this much longer, right. you know, yeah. ahead of time, you look back and, you know, everyone in the band was a kid. Well, and it really makes you realize how tiny Prince was because he was in heels. Now I know we saw that outfit. It was in the mall of America on display display when Mm -hmm. we went to Paisley park a few years ago and we met the revolution. Right. At a concert in San Antonio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Wendy's tiny. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's shorter than us and we are not tall people. No. And she's, She's very small, and mm-hmm. she's taller than Prince in this video, yeah. which makes you really... Even in heels, she's taller than him. She was probably yes. wearing heels, too. Yeah, they probably but, even out a little bit. But. Yeah, but yeah, it just really illustrated how tiny... He makes so many great faces. In this video? In this video. <laughs> yes, the facial expressions are <laughs> oh, choice. Oh, what I look for in every Prince video. Yeah. And they were all over this one, and I loved... All of them, every one of them. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely full of character, and he looked to me like he was having fun doing this. I'm yes. sure after you know living Purple Rain for a year and a half, doing something different was a great joy to him. I know lip syncing wasn't something he enjoyed doing, but it was kind of a rite of passage for 1980s yeah. musician. If you're going to be successful, you better have a video for your song, right? still looked like he was having a really good time yeah it was i mean and the people all like had their choreographed dance but it didn't it didn't feel like anybody was like fussing at him to get it just right it was yeah, as long as they were generally yeah doing the you're same generally thing, doing cool. it and that yeah, kind of made it fun and yes as long as you were generally doing the right dance and you were sort of dressed like prince uh-huh then you were cool in this video yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was good i thought the animations were really charming yeah very much and so. they were illustrative but not quite as literal yeah like they, they were, were more dreamy whimsical sketchy mm-hmm, kind of yeah drawings. and there were places where they could have gone very literal uh-huh. there were places where yes. they did go very literal and they that was fine and then there were places where they could have gone very literal and they didn't they did something else and i thought that was a nice juxtaposition uh-huh. within the animations themselves so yeah, i agree um i wanted to look up too who i was like who directed this video and it was prince i didn't oh, realize that cool. he was the director and uh they, there were some credits for some of the extras that appeared and there were some notable people oh, in the video that tell. i did not know uh jackie swanson is credited as raspberry beret woman in the video, and she was the actress who played Kelly on Cheers. Oh, cool! Later on, which I thought was cool, and then it also features Pat Smear, who had dreadlocks in the video, and he later played with Nirvana and the Foo Fighters, and also had an acting role in the original Blade Runner and Howard the Duck. <gasps> <laughs> that cinematic achievement, it Howard is. the Duck. Well, he was in stuff. <laughs> um, 
my last note about that was the uh, they had animation going on when he got to the wouldn't change a stroke uh-huh. line and he was dancing really pretty lewdly. Oh, okay. But because they had the green screen going on, it kind of hit it a little. Oh, because really, kind of his suit was kind of see-through yeah, at the time. Yeah, his suit too. was kind of see-through, so there was animations going on. So really, uh. the only lewdness you could see was like a little bit of a shadow mm. and the clouds. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was a really great way to like allude to it without it being overt. Yeah, still, I mean, it has the feeling of like a family-friendly video. You can watch this with your kids. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, there was some other stuff going on that might pass through their heads. Just the the production quality of the video, too, I thought was really well done considering the time frame. And even if you look forward to, like, we covered Alphabet Street and the video that was shot for Alphabet Street that kind of had the same effects. But much more home video quality, a little bit cheesier. Well, um, and that one was done like last minute in yeah. a, you know, public access kind of way. Re- well, and w- equipment. And yes. it felt like it, this one definitely felt like it had some thought behind it and yeah, there support. Was some, well, certainly because the animation stage, took time right. to get done and that kind of thing. So, right. yeah, I just thought I'd give it high marks for production quality, even though if you look at it now and it looks cheaply done, I think it was well done for that the is, time period. Yeah. I think that's absolutely part of the charm of it. Definitely. All right. And then the B-side to that in... America. America. In the U.S. Okay. Was... She's always in my hair. Is that where you're headed? Yes, it was the the. She's always in my hair. Mm-hmm. Was the B side to Raspberry Beret in the U.S. In the U.S. Mm-hmm. And it was the B side to Paisley Park in Europe. Correct. In the UK. In the UK. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, we we continued a very confusing release schedule for <laughs> singles for this album that can drive you a little batty. So yeah, she's always in my hair. B side to Raspberry Beret. This is the B side to the 12 inch single I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first heard this as a kid growing up, it was actually on a record player. Yeah, I'm proud cool. to say, it yeah, was very very cool. Yeah, warm. Yeah, vinyl. To it. Awesome, yeah. right? I loved. I looked this up. I didn't know how early the song was recorded. It was recorded long before Purple Rain ever came out. Oh, also, okay. it was recorded. The basic tracks were recorded on December 29th, 1983. Wow. At Sunset Sound, and it's a complete solo performance by Prince, so everything you hear from voice to instruments is all him, um, even though it's credited to Prince and the Revolution. Yeah. Um, You can uh, get it today, actually, on Ultimate, which we um, talked about earlier. The 12-inch version that we're reviewing here is on Ultimate that you can stream or purchase, and originally uh, on CD on the hits and the B-sides that came out uh, in 1993. I didn't realize it was covered by D'Angelo in 1997. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You should check that out. Okay. Um, it was on it the was soundtrack. Good? It was on the soundtrack to Scream Two. Really? Yep. Oh. Yeah. So huh. D'Angelo has a long, you know, history of paying homage to Prince and did a great uh, tribute to him on the Tonight Show. Right. Um, when he passed away in April of 2016. So I'm curious to see what you thought of this. So you told me a story about having heard it before, <laughs> um, but not, you know, in great in heavy rotation until we started listening to it for this. I recall, I recall having heard it. 
I don't know where I heard it, I, but I heard it somewhere. I do like, think it got radio play as okay. a B-side to Raspberry Beret. It okay. did get played on the radio a little then bit. I'm, so that, that must have where. been where I heard it. Yeah. But I would get She's Always in My Hair and Wash That Man Right Out of My Hair Confused, <laughs> <laughs> which they don't sound really anything alike, they, except they both have hair in them. Right. And there was a Chuck E. Cheese... I remember when it first opened and they had like animatronic band at the front. Like when you walked in, like before you could even like get into the restaurant proper, they had this like little alcove and they were singing, wash that man right out of my hair, Uh which seems like a weird choice in and of itself. Uh But do mice have hair or is it fur? Well, it's, I guess it's their mammals, right? It was fur, but I think that's beside the point. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really have anything to do with my story. Okay. <laughs> but I remembered it being She's Always In My Hair. That's what they were singing. That's what so, I thought they were right. singing when I thought back on it. Uh-huh. And that's what this song makes me think of. But uh-huh. I know it, that's not what it was. And none of this silly. is really correlated. It's just no, these you know, just, connections that are made in your mind. Yeah, like a deep dive into Christy's head. There you go. Right, so. right. So the term in my hair is usually something that you say when someone is annoying you yeah, or getting in like your way. Yeah, like kids are in my hair and yes, they're driving me get crazy. get out of my hair, stay but out of my business. seemed really kind of like a loving, yes. like maybe she was loving him a little too hard. That's right. Too much annoying too, love. Too, she loves him too much. She's too supportive of him. Right. When I'm feeling Which down, I'm like, she's there. She's just always around. Um, and he contemplates. You know, he's yeah. the one that's waffling. She's the one that it's is like constant. Yeah. She's supporting his dreams even when they're going the wrong way. Yes. She's like, this is your dream. I'm here for it. I'm going to support you. And yes. And even like in the rare instance that Prince hits the wrong notes, quote unquote, she's always in my boat. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he calls her uh, Sunshine, which uh-huh. I thought kind of harkened back to Yellow Day and Condition of the Heart. Yes. A little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And then there were some Prince Primal Screams. There were some of that too, yes. Yeah. Pretty cool guitar work. Yeah. And drum work also. Mm-hmm. There's a version of the song that's circulating that surfaced a couple years ago that's kind of an earlier version of this that doesn't okay. have quite as much drum work in it. Oh, the, I thought the drums were great. Oh, I know. It's just an interesting thing to listen to yeah. where it's stripped down and pulled mm. back where you don't have the frantic drums, especially at the end of the song, that kind of thing. Um, it really makes you appreciate the addition. Sometimes, you know, Prince would go in to pepper these things on top of songs and go too far. Yeah. And it makes you realize here is a place where the overdubs were really successful and help it work really well. Yep. Some people have insinuated that maybe this was about Jill Jones. She was yeah. in his circle at the time. She uh-huh. was in Purple Rain, Graffiti Bridge, had a She'd self-titled been with him album. Since, yeah, much yeah. earlier. And, right. Um, and that, would sing backup background on a lot of songs that she actually wasn't even credited for. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people speculate that this might have been about her, about her, that he had loving feelings towards her, but was a little ambivalent and mm-hmm. she was around all the time. So yeah. they were... Yeah, Which, that, that could be. And Jill ended up having one of the, I would say, next to Judith Hill, one of the best protege 
uh, Associated Artists album on Paisley Park with right. Prince yeah. uh, in 1987. So I look forward yeah. to getting to that. Okay, well, also, good. But yes, I read that too, that this may have been about her. He even says if he was a gigolo all his life, if he had played the field forever, that he's convinced she'd still be there for him. Right, which matter. might be a reference to Under the Cherry Moon. Yeah, because yeah, that's exactly that was, what he was doing. He was a gigolo in that yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're so definitely. That was a, you uh-huh. know, it's interesting to know. I don't think I realized that it was recorded in 1983, mm-hmm. and that's something you know that came out in '85, and then would reference the next movie yeah. after Purple Rain, recorded yes. before Purple Rain, yes. referencing the movie that comes after. Yeah, I think with a lot of artists, like you know, they have albums that come out every two years, every three years, maybe every four years or more. Right. And you kind of can see the gray area between albums. And with Prince, there's that same distance of gray area that could last, you know, where he's exploring different concepts and ideas over the course of three or four years. And they show up on two, three, four, five albums Right. And there's kind of this arching theme, yeah. which is really kind of interesting to, to listen to. Yeah. I think this is an epic Prince B-side, one of the most classic uh, B-sides ever. In fact, when he appeared on the Arsenio Hall Show reboot that was very short-lived, but he was on it in March of 2014, he played the song with Third Eye Girl. And when Arsenio introduced him, he referred to it as the classic B-side. Oh. She's always in my hair. Oh, Arsenio. Yeah. He knew what he was talking about. Yeah, he did. All right. I don't have anything else to say about she's always in my hair. Other than I love it. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. And we have a couple versions of Pop Life. Yeah. So, so this there is more, and the... if your head doesn't spin around enough with the <laughs> different versions of singles released in different territories, this song makes it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a single. The, the U.S. and Europe uh-huh. got the Fresh Dance Mix, okay. which was a little over six minutes. Yes, that I believe was remixed by Sheila E. Okay, yes, mm-hmm. I believe that is correct. Yeah. And then we have the extended version, which is just over nine minutes. Right. That was released in the UK, Australia, and New Zealand. I yes. guess those people have more patience than the Americans, so they get a longer version. <laughs> But let's yes. start with the... Those Australians and their amazing patience. <laughs> let's start with the Fresh Dance Mix. Okay, sure. This one you can actually listen to today, again, as part of the album Prince Ultimate that came out in 2006. This is included there. So that was the first time it was ever released on CD or digitally. Um, otherwise, you had to find it on a 12-inch record, mm-hmm. which is what I did. To me, this one sounds like a remix. We have the pop, pop. Sound effects, not sound effects, but the recurring vocals that are kind of, it's very 1980s sounding. Again, I go back to Max Headroom a little bit with the fun (laughs) repetition Uh of things. There's uh, a lot of sound effects in it also. There's more of the bar gambling mix, like more of that. It kind of sounded like it was just an extended bit from that stuff that was in the original song. Right, the break from it. Um, I love at the 3 minutes and 45 second mark, there's music from the French nursery rhyme Ferjaka. Yes, Uh that was one of my notes. They kind of, they don't sing it, but they kind of vocalize the tune. Yeah. Yeah. Uh 
Yeah, which is pretty neat. Ew, you know, I thought Prince it was great. Di- he did that, and um, a few years later in Play in the Sunshine, you know, it ends with shave and haircut two bits. So there's all these, you know, standards that find their way unexpectedly into Prince's music, and that's yep. a, a neat example of it. There's some extra lyrics in both of these Yeah, mixes, there's like so. a whole verse. Yes. What's the matter with your sex? Uh-huh. Is 15 minutes your best? I guess you, I guess you got to get it off your chest. I guess that's pop life. Yep. Me body needs satisfaction. Uh-huh. I want a chemical reaction. Everybody can't be on top. And that's kind of gives new meaning to that lyric right there that whole verse gives you a new layer to everyone can't be on top well that's <laughs> uh-huh. fair that's true uh, half of everyone uh, can yeah. be unless you find some unique trick <laughs> or no one or swing uh, I, I, I don't know but I thought that was interesting yes and I appreciated it yeah me too me too yeah and there's some ad-libbing towards the end of the song where he says summertime so you, you get the sense that this might have been done in the summertime yeah you know and he's enjoying the warm weather and that right. kind of thing. Great. Again, I think this is a fun addition to what was the album version. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. And yeah. then we have the extended version. Yes, yeah, so and the very almost first three minutes thing, longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. the very first thing I noticed. I'm sitting there. I listened to them back to back. Uh huh. The right and left channel are swapped. Yes, I don't think that's because that's the way it was on the original release. I think the version that I have has swapped channels. Oh, really? Yes, oh. because I looked that up and then realized that the collection of uh, you know the extended version essentially you cannot find anywhere digitally. Uh-huh. Right. Um, we have it on a 12-inch remix collection uh-huh. that was circulated among fans, oh. and the word is that the person who collected it had the channel it was swapped. Swapped. Yeah, up. It wasn't something that oh, I'm sorry. I was so proud of I'm myself for noticing though. it. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself and for you, noticing it. The way that. you can tell, just so we're clear, is that the echo is swapped. Yes. In his vocals. And I, you know, maybe I wouldn't have noticed that had I not listened to him back to back. Yeah. But yeah. I did. I made myself a note. I thought, I bet Christy's going to notice this. No. So I'm going to look this up because I don't think it was an intentional thing. I think it was a mistake of the person who put this um, together. unofficial collection together. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good on you for noticing. The extended version that we're talking about now is, you know, like you said, almost three minutes longer, but to me is much less of a remix sounding. Uh-huh. It sounds like a longer version of the track. Fair. Less noodling around with sound effects and there's not that pop, 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 pop thing, uh-huh. you know, yeah. that's used. More to me like the full version of the song that could have been edited down to what you hear on the album. Right. Um, and there's more instrumental breaks with piano solos. It doesn't include the Farajaka thing that the... Right. Uh, Sheila Which e. I missed a little in this Yeah, one. it's kind of fun and endearing. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, it does include the what's the matter with your sex lyrics that you mentioned um, before. And sounds a little more improvised towards the end. Like there's yeah, just a little there like, were extended more, jamming. Right. Well, and there, was, there were more after the addiction in the portion uh-huh. in the original song. But mm-hmm. before the sex portion of the Fresh Dance Mix. There was yes. additional lyrics. Yes, there is another Everybody line. needs satisfaction, want a chemical reaction. But you don't see no one in line to say bye-bye. Right. Which in I was fact, like, ouch. Yeah, well, yeah, considering... Little, like, 
yeah. pointed man. It is, but I think it's the everyone wants the rewards and the satisfaction of something, but don't want to pay the ultimate cost for whatever that right. um, yeah. might be. Right. Yeah. Not not very veiled. Yeah. I wouldn't say. Pretty pretty easy to understand lyrics. But it goes back to the what you're putting in your nose. You know, drugs have a lot of mentions in the song. Yeah. For sure. Yep. For sure. And then there was at the beginning of the final verse of uh, what's the matter with your sex? There's another line, fill my space, darling. I want to be beyond top. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, and that gives new meaning to the space to fill. Like it's not just people mm-hmm. having their spot in the world, right. in a community. It was literally a space to fill in another person. Yes. I was like, yeah. Mm. Well, don't we get a little more yeah. depth there? Yes, charmingly deep for a single off a pretty lighthearted album. Yeah, overall. really. Yeah. Right. I enjoyed both of the both of the remixes. Agreed. I thought they were, um, you know, are my thing with remixes is what do they add to the yes. original? Yes, and are both they, of these had necessary? nice things to add. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They they have a space to fill. Yep. All right, and then the U.S. B-side to Pop Life was Hello. That's it right. was the B-side to Raspberry Beret over in the UK. If you say so, I'm lost, man. <laughs> I believe that's correct. <laughs> uh, we get it's a six minute, just over six minutes long. Yes, the version that we're listening to here is or the one that was on the B side of Pop Life. Yes, and there was an edited version. Was my point on the hits and the B sides? That's okay. much shorter and and omits some of the instrumental parts. Um, and well, if we're going to talk about, we might as well talk no, no, about no, the longer one. We're only talking about the longer one, and because it also omits the spoken word part at the end of the song, it right. fades out before that, which to me is a highlight of the song for sure. So this was um, a super new song. It was recorded <laughs> May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty five, and then was appeared on the B side of Pop Life on July tenth. 1985, so yeah. I bet Prince was thrilled to record a song yes. and have it come out a month yes, and two weeks later. Yes, because it was a comment that he wanted to make. Quickly. Yes, yeah. it was in response to not participating in the We Are The World sing-along. Sing-along. Right. He contributed uh, the track for the Tears In Your Eyes instead, so certainly the, the especially the beginning of the song is very clearly about Everything was cool when I told them I didn't want to sing, but right. I'd like to write a song and give it to you and sing it, perform it, and give it to you instead. <laughs> uh, and then the madness started. Well, and I wonder if only the only reason that anybody fussed at him about it was because Prince and Jill Jones went to a Mexican restaurant while everybody else was recording. <laughs> right. And they got caught by the paparazzi. And yeah. so now the people who had originally agreed... That would be just fine if you don't want to participate. We have no problem with that. If you just want to give us a song, that's fantastic. Yes, but how dare you? But how dare out. you go out while the rest of us are recording? You should pretend that you were yeah, busy, busy and not able to come. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the whole deal. Their paparazzi evidently jumped in his car and to take pictures of him and Jill Jones during this incident irritated him which i don't blame him yeah i love the song though it reminds me a lot of um erotic city at the beginning with the you know i almost want to say it's sped up guitar um or if it wasn't sped up it's incredibly fast yeah playing 
Love Agreed. it. The spoken word part at the end, I wondered if you had thoughts on that, where he um, kind of talks about words are like shoes, they're just something to stand in. Yes, I thought it was cutting and mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, very yes. much so. They're weapons and tools of destruction, and your time is boring unless you're putting something down. He says, what would life be if we believe what we read, and a smile is just hiding a frown? Come now, isn't life a little better with a pair of Thank you, Prince, for reaching across time and space to speak to us just as much in today, 2018 as yep. you did in 1985. Yeah, I thought this was a, just a great response to what clearly bothered him by from being criticized for this. And well, so it was very, it's rare that he would defend himself in this way, yeah. I think, on a, on a record. And even take the stance of, uh, you know, look, we're against hungry children, our record stands tall. But there's just as much hunger here at home, kind yes. of pointing to some of the homegrown things that. Yep, a flower that has water will grow. Yeah, and so we're so like, like we should like we're, we should water the children here as much as there. Yes, and if I'm successful, I will continue to do more. Yes, also. Mm-hmm. Yes, I very much appreciated all of it. Yeah, definitely a rare statement, to, you know, of such a personal. Well, and a thing. rare opportunity to be able to really like speak to it right now. He had this chance they mm-hmm. were having a single come out he had the opportunity to quick record a response to this it was super timely and especially at that time it's maybe a little easier now because you can release something online and you don't have to go into production with printing and pressing and you don't have to worry about all that and you submit a file to someone somewhere and the world can have it you upload it to itunes and it's done or spotify and it's done and then that was very unusual i'm sure he was thrilled to have the opportunity to kind of set the record straight in his preferred medium yep on his own all right and then we have a girl yes tell us where this thing came from oh my gosh (laughs) it was the b-side to pop life in europe yep instead of hello yes and it was the b-side to america in the u.s right because america was not released in the U.S. yes yes uh so girl First recorded in Prince's home studio in mid 1982. Wow! No, I did not. And then it was remixed to um, become what you hear um, as this B side. Again, a a truncated, edited version is available on the hits, the B sides that fades out early. The seven and a half minute version that we listen to, unfortunately, has never officially been released on CD or digitally. Okay. So again, this came from From actually a a, a rip of a 12 inch vinyl. Wow. Mm That we listen to. Yep. Yep. Uh, a shame. Had kind of an old Hollywood sound. Yes, that definitely had. Yeah, uh, kind of an almost like again the direction he was starting to go in with Under the Cherry Moon, right? Or Movie Star, another right. outtake that you know became available on Crystal Ball. Very bouncy, happy sounding, though very a very repetitive beat and a little speak sung like mm-hmm. we started we start to see in a lot of his music at this time right a little poetry slamish i thought also yeah. but not in a 1990s coffee house kind of way no, more of just more an artistic like... almost pop artist yeah kind of way yeah like that's fair. andy warhol mm-hmm. in prince's head singing about his feelings towards a girl yeah mm-hmm. or yeah. all girls <laughs> yeah. yeah well and he's um I uh, think about you and I could have an orgasm and mm-hmm. marry me. Marry me. Yeah, that's right, marry me. 
which, you know, again, we've seen this many times in his work is him wanting both the sexual satisfaction with a strong desire for commitment. Yeah. And we've seen that most recently in Tambourine. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Not, so. Yeah, not just a fantasy, but a real thing. Right. He even asks the girl to be poetic. Tell me what it feels like. A sea of electricity. A sea of electricity. <laughs> That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, very yeah. fun poetic lyrics, spoken lyrics, I guess you could say. Right. Also thought it was interesting that this is the first time that he reused a song title. There's a song named oh. Girl that was on uh, The Time. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, their first album, uh, which really was just Prince and Morris Day, it's the second track on their first album called The Time, um, and was the third and final single from that album called Girl, but has no relation to the song okay. whatsoever. Okay, Mm -hmm. fair. Yep. I did have a little issue with some of the lyrics. I get it. Recorded in 1982, released in 1985. Uh Uh-huh. This is before the enlightenment of men. Some men. Yeah. Um, Oh, girl, if I could hold your hand, I'd make you touch my body until you understand. And I don't think he had a nefarious meaning in any way, but it's very rape culture-y. I'm going to make you touch me until you like it. Yeah. And uh, it really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, don't say it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can see how it can be heard that way today, but I think in in Prince Land in 1985, this was a come with me and let me show you how I really feel. And it was more of an intellectual thing than a, I'm going to make you touch me in places that you don't have a desire to right now. And like I said, you know, I don't think he had a nefarious meaning towards it at all, but I can't separate my 2018 self listening to this. I can appreciate that. Then there was, Oh, Oh no, I was just going to say another thing that is a recurring theme in his music and films where he says, if I was anything else, I'd be the water in your bath. That was literally what I was going to say. Well, there you go. (laughs) You know, Prince had an obsession with baths from Uh 1984 to 1986. It seems like Uh he used that same line and under the cherry moon. Yes, exactly. So a, either a recurring theme or a reference to something he was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I Want You in the Worst Way is also a line from Temptation. Yep, it sure is. Yep. He didn't do his first live performance of this song until June 25th, 2007 at a show in Hollywood. Oh, cool. Yeah. I did not look that up. It's interesting. I thought so. Worth a mention. Do you have anything else you'd like to mention about Girl before we move on? Yes. I wanted to know if you caught in one of your headphones listening to this a backmasking of a woman's voice towards the end. I didn't. It's vanity in the song, and it's towards the end, and it goes on for quite a while. And you can start to, if you listen for it, you can start to tell that, oh, this is someone speaking, but it sounds backwards. And it's vanity in the song, reciting the entire vocals to the song Girl, but replacing Girl with Boy, and they're run backwards behind Prince. Oh, how fun. So That's really it's cool. really, really cool. I've been meaning to take it. I've done this before. Take it into something like Audacity and reverse it so we, you can listen to it. But it's been pretty well documented that that's what that entire portion is, was uh, just a reverse lyrics with girl uh, replaced with the word boy. Very cool. So, Very cool. Pretty neat. Cool. All right. Now, America, girl was the B-side to America right. in the U.S. Yes. So we have the... America full version song yes, and the, a video. Right. So the uh, version that's on the 12-inch release 
which we have on original vinyl, I'm right. proud to say. 21 minutes and 40 seconds, which as the story goes, <laughs> then it would have been longer, but they ran out of tape. Um, and they used that. This is a case where it's fully known that the 21-minute version that we hear on this 12-inch recording is what was edited down pretty masterfully, I think. I agree. Into the 3 minutes and 45 seconds that you hear yes. on the album. This really has, I think it probably spawned out of the end of the Purple Rain tour stops there would be this extended baby i'm a star jam okay and the drums from america are very very close to what you hear oh, okay. in those live performances so i think this is sort of a spinoff or comes okay. out of that you know yeah. study i guess you could say right but yeah so to go from three minutes and 45 seconds to getting almost what 18 minutes longer <laughs> of a song is almost absurd so almost seven times as long almost absurd <laughs> um, so definitely tons of instrumental work at the yeah. very end of the song you know it's pretty much the same as the yeah uh, like edited the, version the first, the first four minutes or yeah, so yeah the first four minutes or so are basically what you get on around the world in the day yes and then the, you get to hear what happens after the fade out essentially right. yeah and so that goes on for a little while before prince himself says that's, that's enough. enough i and loved that bit at 5 35 that <laughs> yes. great yes that's enough so he kind of calls for a change and there's basically like four different solo portions and instrumentals where we have a synth a guitar solo um, different a drum solo bass solo that mm-hmm. just kind of happen over the course of many many measures throughout this like you know, just letting the band work the song out and yeah each, just kind of play each, each person a chance and the drummer must have been exhausted we should have asked bobby z about that yeah i wish him. you know, well maybe we'll have another chance someday. maybe so yeah. That'd be great. I loved where he, you know, obviously this song is built around America the Beautiful, at least right. the chorus is. And during one of the solos, you hear Prince call out Purple Mountain Majesty. <laughs> yes, so I love that bit. He found other connections uh-huh. with that song that I thought were just extremely cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I thought he, they had a, they sung the chorus yes. among singing... And the bombs go boom. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. And they sung the chorus amongst that. I loved that part. I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought it was great too. I mean, if anything, maybe 15 minutes would have been long enough. If you're concerned about, man, do we really need 21 minutes of the song? But I think it's just a great way to see inside... Uh, Prince working with a band and essentially a recorded rehearsal session that turned into a release song. It gives great insight into it. I'm going to surprise you. Not long enough? Not long enough. I wanted the rest. (laughs) (laughs) I am surprised. Uh, Because normally, you know, like a six minute song is about all I want. I, you know, when they, they go into the eight and 10 minute mark, Mm -hmm. I've typically lost interest. I thought that you would have. But I really, this was like, it was great, like just soothing kind of background music with this Mm -hmm. nice driving beat. And every once in a while they'd sing and they'd, it was interesting, but not overly challenging. Uh I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I loved it. I wanted the rest. I was yeah. like, "What? I wonder how much longer it was. How yeah. much longer was it? Yeah. Was it five minutes longer? Three minutes longer? 
eight minutes longer, ten minutes longer. I want the rest of it. Well, the good news is they gave you all they had. That's all they could do. That's all they could I'm have. I'm annoyed with whoever let the tape run out. Uh, well, who knows what they had recorded prior to this to only have 21 minutes of tape to continue. True. I told you this story. Um, when I first got this record, this, the vinyl release <laughs> of the single, Yep. I uh, had a bedroom upstairs and listened to it over and over again at a volume that I would consider reasonable. I mean, I was like, whatever, a 13 or 14-year-old kid at the time and would listen to it. And I remember my parents coming upstairs and asking, what are you listening to that is going on for so long? And a they patriotic all, song, I promise. <laughs> no, a song about our country. So <laughs> I just remember getting reprimanded as a kid for uh, listening to this song, which has very little objectionable lyrics, certainly nothing that would get you a parental advisory label. Just for the sheer length of it, yeah, drove some adults crazy. So it gave me a lot of joy to listen to it again, many, many times. <laughs> Take that. Take that. Um, and then it had a video yeah. that was like a concert video that was actually live, over nine minutes long. Prince looked so happy in this video. Yes. Like he uh, was joyful to be up there and just doing something that with his band mm-hmm. that he was an expert at. And you could tell that there was nothing but happiness to be there. Yeah, he looked, definitely looked happy. He looked very into it, almost a little insane. Uh-huh. Um, and some of that might have been the eyeliner and, you know, he's wearing a trench coat and a hat. Uh-huh. Which and, he takes off later. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. So it was shot, the the live performance was shot on October 27th, 1985. Um, so again, not long after the end of the Purple Rain tour. Yeah, so a full band performance, which was, I believe, the first time that he had recorded a video that was shot live and not lip-synced oh, nice. in any way, shape, or form. I always... I'm, Love having a live version of the song. In fact, I've made a point of, you know, taking this live version and taking the audio from it and being able to listen to it, you know, as a separate track is is very, very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved Wendy and her sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, you know, swaying like side everybody. to side quickly. Well, and, and everybody knows everything well enough. I mean, she can wear sunglasses. She doesn't. She knows where everybody's going to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's a wonderful, wonderful guitar player and doesn't need to look at her guitar at all to be oh, able no. to get things they're just right. you know looking at prince who essentially serves well, he serves as a band leader and plays guitar in the song also mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of taken more of a band leader role right here um kind of an intimate setting to look like a small venue right well and it made me realize what a great guitarist wendy is which i knew mm-hmm you know, we've seen but it firsthand. She we sat have, down feet away from us and yes, played. Yes, and is awesome. amazing. But even in 1985, mm-hmm. she was a spectacular guitar player. And, yeah. you know, I think she gets a little overlooked because she was part of Prince's band. Sure. And he is, you know, one of the greatest guitar players in history. I think that's oh, yeah. not no something doubt. that most people will argue. Mm-hmm. And... She maybe gets a little in the shadow, and she should deserve a little more credit for her skills. Yeah, well, she just, got to share the highlight with him in the know, video that we'll talk about later, yes. and then even came back and played with Prince. You know, as recently as during the musicology era, right. she, he and she and Prince sat down and played an acoustic set together, right. and actually played with him during the thirty-one twenty-one era, also. 
And Wendy and Lisa are extremely talented and successful behind the scenes with their own albums and scoring television shows. Really, really successful musicians. So tell us about the hat. It was the black, real wide brim hat. Uh It looked like from Mountains a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, could have been the same one. Yeah. The other thing I loved about this video was at the end, we get to see Prince playing drums, which is not usual. No. So Bobby Z steps aside and and Prince hops on and gives it the business. Oh, so frantic. Yeah. It was great. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I did like when he took off his trench coat and uh-huh. turned around and the back of his pants are just lace. Yep. That's it. He was it. like, he was hiding it under that trench coat for yep. more than half that video. Yes. Not, it up. Yeah. He realized that the uh, get off performance on the MTV music awards were not the first time with no. Astle's pants. Nope. Yep. <laughs> and I just loved how he, how playful he was with the audience yeah. That he, you know, he really like amps him up and points at people and sticks his tongue out. And mm-hmm. he was just, he was having so much yeah, fun. Yeah, very, very it was playful. great. There was not a part of this video that was not delightful or enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's a long video. It too. is long and yeah. all of it's great. Yeah, I agree. All of it's great. All right, so now we're done with America and its video. Whew. We have one last song. Well, actually... Two versions versions and a video of of one last song to talk about. (laughs) Holy smokes. (laughs) All right. For the tears in your eyes, which is, we've mentioned it many times, this is the contribution that Prince gave to the We Are the World album. Yeah. And had I been an organizer of this album and I had people like Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson and... Who else? George Michael, whoever else was part of the project. Uh, um, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. You know, you've got your superstar lineup for We Are the World. There's not enough room for everyone to no. have a spot, really. If I could All you're going to do is tick somebody off. Well, if I had a chance to say, well, maybe one superstar won't sing on this, but will give us an original song for this album that people will clamor for because he's at the height of his popularity. And here's a non-album track that you can only get on this charity record. I would have been thrilled. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the producers were thinking. Well, I know what the producers were thinking. He went out to dinner while the rest of them were recording. Yeah. yeah. And he told them flat out he didn't want to do it. Yes. And they thought they would just say he was unavailable. Uh-huh. And then he was obviously not unavailable. Yeah, he, he was just, out to dinner. He, he just didn't, didn't want to participate in that. Didn't want to do it yet. Still gave them the song. Okay. I did look to see him like, can you stream We Are the World, the album, online? And oh, you really? Cannot. You can hear the single, but the rest of the album, mm-hmm. oh. is, at least on Apple Music, is not there not to stream. There. Well, I think he made a good choice because Vulture called We Are the World unabashedly smaltzy. And I'm like, Yeah, it I'm is. I'm like, unabashedly smaltzy is perfect yeah it's oversung it's a giant choir of famous people that are doing something for a good cause but but everybody's trying to stand out and shine and when everybody stands out and shine it sounds like noise it did it does sound a little like noise to me i don't think it's a remarkable song at all i think it's a remarkable effort and yes. a very worthy reason that they all came together. They would have been better off doing an album of songs that featured two or three of these superstars each. We're saying this. It's a hugely successful 
album um, and well, effort. At and least I never changed the channel when it came on the radio I when did. I was a kid. I did. Oh, well. I, I, I did not like it. It sounds like it came out of a musical to me. <laughs> Fair. Not in a good way. A really sappy <laughs> musical. Yeah. Um, so anyway, for Prince's own reasons, he had a dinner date scheduled, so he gave them a song <laughs> instead. The original version that's on the We Are the World project was recorded in a mobile studio outside of the Superdome after a Purple Rain yep. tour stop um, on February 2nd, 1985. And it features the entire revolution, Prince, Wendy, Lisa, Bobby Z, Brown Mark, and Dr. Fink. Um, and it definitely is kind of a band effort. And it in itself kind of sounds like it belongs with We Are the World. It is a little sappy and schmaltzy and um, borders on cheesy, I guess you could say. But... It's also, you hear it and you're like, I almost feel bad criticizing it because it is... It's a little preachy, too. It's a little preachy, but you don't often hear Prince sing directly about religion. Usually it's um, innuendo or um, it's an underlying message in here. It's overt about um, Jesus and his dying for our sins or for... The tears in your eyes, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the tears in your eyes, if they're tears of sorrow, four cents may be all they're worth. Uh-huh. I don't understand that. Do you? Can you explain that to me? Uh, I think that I always thought it was of you know what do what does it mean if I nobody cares how oh, I feel? Okay. They're worth nothing. They, to, it's uh, worth nothing to other people. Okay. I was wondering. I looked. I tried to find if four cents, like if at the time in 1985. Donate and four cents a day will feed a starving child in Africa. <laughs> I was, I thought maybe that's uh, what the four senses. I suppose it's possible, but, but I, I never, couldn't find I anything. That so I don't remember. I think it was too young. Yeah, this song reminds me, or vice versa, the song "Graffiti Bridge," the title track from "Graffiti Bridge," always reminded me of "For the Tears in Your Eyes." Oh. Also has this kind of, I don't want to childlike sing-along kind of quality to it. And a little sugary sweet. Um, Maybe you know, a little like show tune like A little show tune kind of. Which you feel bad saying because it's undeniably, you know, an effort to have a positive message and right. to be a good fit on a charitable album. I don't know, critique is kind of hard for me in that regard. But I'm... Um, it's not a song that I go back to and listen to a lot, especially no. with the other outtakes and um, ancillary material from this time period. Right. There's so much mm-hmm. good stuff. So can we move along to the video yes. for the tears in your eyes? Because yes. the video was a different take of the song that's just performed by Prince, Wendy and Lisa right. live. Um, so that's, kind of more unique and it's a much more acoustic performance also which i think is actually better yes. i prefer that one yes. to the we are the world and version. that's the one that ended up the vid- the audio from this video ended up on the hits and the b-sides yes there was the the there was a slightly faster version that ended up on the we are the world yes. album that has drums and sounds like a full right. band yeah and the more acoustic version is a little bit slower also that's yeah. on the hits and the b-sides i preferred the mm-hmm. The video version. Yeah, this was one of the reasons that super fans could go and buy the hits and the B-sides when it came out because this track was never available in digital form at all. The, uh-huh. the video, the audio from this right. video. So there were there were a f- few other reasons for super fans to buy this if all they wanted was new material because mm-hmm. most of it was already circulating. But yeah, I definitely prefer the acoustic version of this to the full band version. I think the sappiness is sucked out of it a little bit yeah. by a little more... Authenticity and yeah, performance. Honesty and performance. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair. 
Yeah, and Prince playing an acoustic guitar and singing at the same time. You yeah, know, you can it's never, great. It's no, it's hard to go wrong. I, le- I appreciated the video was kind of stripped down, too. It was black and white. It was just the three of them, not really any over-the-top outfits. They weren't moving around a lot. They did this kind of interesting, very Cross 1980s-looking, mm-hmm. yeah, ghosted yeah. videos together. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciated it, especially for something that was a charity song that they didn't do anything over the top for the video that it looked beautiful mm-hmm. and simple but inexpensive yes. and like yes. don't like, spend a bunch of money on making a video for a song that's for charity yeah. put what you would have spent on an over the top video and give it to the charity yeah yeah they definitely avoided that criticism by yeah. doing that for sure yeah the black and white nature of it and prince in the trench coat again really is almost like a preview of what you're about to see in Under the Cherry Moon. It's yeah. a black and white French film. So I thought in, a, in an interesting way, they kind of link those together. Yeah. Also kind of a peek at what's around the corner in Prince World. All right. So that brings us to that time. We have rules. Well, let's hear the rules. The rules. The rules. Josh doesn't like the rules. I don't but... like that they're called rules. It's a format. <laughs> I call them rules, Fine. and this was my birthday you gift. The rules. <laughs> the rules are: we choose a time capsule, something that encapsulates the time period, either in which the album was released or when it was recorded. We choose a C, the low point for us, and we choose a mountain, our favorite part. I am very interested to hear all three of these from you. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. My time capsule. Mm-hmm was there was so much that was very 1980s that yeah. was it was a little difficult to choose but i chose this is going to be surprising for you i think okay america the full length version of it really because i think that this was very much what it was like to work with prince all the time mm-hmm the long rehearsal the dedication the working it out the Figuring it out, figuring it out while you're playing, all of that. But I think maybe it was amplified a bit in the 80s because he was young and still had a lot of energy. Yeah. And he was really at the height of his popularity, Mm -hmm. really could be as demanding as he wanted to be, but also so full of creativity. I chose that because I really think that this probably encapsulated what it was like to work with Prince in the 80s. And we got a chance to hear what that was like for nearly 22 minutes. Yeah, basically a live recording in the studio. Yeah. I'm still surprised that you did not come out and say that you found it to be repetitive and a little too long. I know. I thought that's what we're going to be dealing with. (laughs) Nope. All right. Uh, When you bring something new, I don't have to find it repetitive. That's true. It was sort of new to you. Yeah. My time capsule is much more obvious. Um, I chose the Raspberry Beret video just because it encapsulates this entire time period. It was the most successful single off the album. It got the most airplay on MTV. It's very iconic as far as the video goes. There was some extremely well-done art direction behind the video itself. Some nice thought that went into it. It fit the song perfectly. Yep. Um, And I think you can see... The outfit that he was wearing, and anyone who was born in the mid-70s um, or before will know, oh, that's 
the Raspberry Beret outfit. So. I think you could go all the way up to like early 80s because that video got a lot of play yeah. for years and, you know, before MTV stopped playing yeah, videos. Video. Yeah, I just thought um, there's nothing more iconic to me about this time period, especially when we're just talking about videos and B-sides and that kind of thing Fair. Than, than that video. Fair. All right, the C. The C. The, the lowest low point. point. The low point. I could probably guess now that we've eliminated. I thought I was worried America was going to fall oh, in here for you. Oh, no. unpatriotic. Probably, it would be. Or it would be <laughs> patriotic because you took a stance. <laughs> no, mine was girl. Oh. Um, there were some mouth sounds yes, in it that were. really like did me in. And between that and the like rape culture bit, even though it was unintentional, uh-huh. uh, just, yeah, that was, I'm, it's not going to be one I go back to. Well, I think you are very sensitive to the lyrics that might, you know, if they were written today and sung today would take on a whole new meaning than when they were originally. And, and yes. Were, you know. 33 decades yeah. removed from Well, it. and the, okay, and to be fair, there's a lot of good stuff here. It's hard to pick mm-hmm. something. I mean, it's it's a it's a good song. Yeah. I didn't really like it. There wasn't it was a difficult choice to make mm-hmm. because a lot of stuff was really good. The long version of Girl made my shortlist for the C also. Okay. Um I think I need to play for you or give you the edited version. Okay, of Girl, maybe I would like it better. Know, in a 3 minute and 30 second edit. I think the parts that you like are amplified. Little, yeah, and the parts and that bother you are edited out. Yeah, there we go. Fair. Um, but I think Girl is still kind of an iconic B side for Prince and a unique kind of song. You know, points for creativity is what pushed it out of the C for me. Okay. My C is the remix of Paisley Park. Okay. Only, again, like you Which said, one? there's so much. Oh, no, there's only one. There's only one. Sorry. Yeah. I was getting the, confused with Pop Life for a second. <laughs> the one the one remix like you said there's a lot of great material here so this is almost like what's my what's the one i like the least not the one that i dislike the most the remix just featured too many sound effects there's seagulls and feedback <laughs> and distortion and it sounds like a big old funky mess to me <laughs> um, so like i said well, earlier well i guess that i can i can agree with that because i got it confused with pop life because it was so not memorable <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah, there wasn't much more to it outside of the female vocals at the beginning. There right. wasn't a lot in addition yeah. to the yeah. original. And I'll go back again. What does this add to the original track? And I prefer the original one to the remix. So totally fair. These totally are, fair. For, for those reasons, as they would say on Chopped, uh-huh. we had to chop you. Paisley Park <laughs> remix. Yeah, I couldn't bring myself to do that because... Uh, oh, it's my just, mountain from last time. The, so. the song Paisley Park was your mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, even though it didn't add a whole lot to it, I still... You still get the song. It just sounds overworked to me. Okay, fair. It's time to record a new song if this is what you're doing to a song you've already recorded. Totally fair. All right. My Mountain. Here we go. The Raspberry Beret video. Oh, yeah. I loved it. You were all I, about the facial uh, expression. I loved faces. I loved... Outfits and costumes, um, I bet. The animation. It was mm-hmm. just... It was so charming. Just really, really charming. And it wasn't so overt in a direct filming of the story of the song, yeah. which I could have really seen happening. Yeah, let's find a girl and dress uh-huh. her up in a red and, hat. Well, and, and the I think the only person in the video who was wearing a wine-colored hat uh, was uh, Brown Mark. 
Yeah. Well, I need to go back and look and see what What's the actress name? who played Kelly was wearing who is credited as being Raspberry Beret Woman. Oh. Um, she may have just been kind of admiring Prince from yeah. the crowd level where he's on that kind of round platform. Right. To have the most noticeable person, if there was more than one person in a red French hat, uh-huh. be a man yeah. who's part of the band. Uh-huh. That's that's good. That right there, that's okay. We're not going to do a direct filming of the story, and I really like it. And it was everything great about an '80s video. Yeah, all of it, all wrapped into one, and none of it bad, none of it poorly done. Yeah, some of it, it a little cheesy, but not. Yeah, but almost endearing at this point. Oh, at that point too, I can remember seeing this going to a friend's house because we didn't have cable, uh-huh. you know, and seeing Raspberry Beret video and being like. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. I love that. I love that it is officially available on the Prince YouTube channel that the estate has set up. So if you have not seen it or want to revisit it, you can do it and support the estate while doing it. Yes. So watch the official channel if you go out to Well, to I don't know how video. much they get for me watching it, but I've watched it a fair few times. Well, so. we, can, we can all watch it and encourage them to keep adding things to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, keep adding things and yes. keep building open. We yeah. want the museum still open. Yeah. Yeah. Are you good on your mountain? I'm good on my mountain. Okay. Uh, my mountain was an easy one, even though there was so much to enjoy yeah. here. You had a clear, uh, my clear, clear favorite. Clear favorite is she's always in my hair. Aww. I think the lyrics are great. You know, you talk about, you know, we're in girl. You can listen to it now and say, oh, I don't think that he would phrase that this way if he were alive and would record that again today. He would write it differently. Um, there's so much in she's always in my hair that is said in a way that you know is how he meant it and is still appropriate, I guess you want to say, if lyrics offend you in some way. there's yeah. I don't think there's a lot to see here. And he's not um, speaking down to her or trying to be controlling of her feelings and emotion or trying to sway her in some way that she no, doesn't want to be swayed. No, it's more about his uh, feelings about yeah, her or, being so supportive. Yes, yeah. yes. Like, this almost shocks me that Aww. she stuck around this long, yeah. is how I saw it. And, um, you know, he's played it throughout his career, and to see it again live as, as late as 2014 on the Arsenio Hall show, yeah. and he showed up and didn't really have an album to promote just yet, and played that song was kind of a surprise. So right. it's got a lot of cool memories to me. I thought that um, it could have been on a Prince album, maybe not Around the World in a Day, but it's the kind of song that I could have been on a proper album. Absolutely. It doesn't have a B-side quality to it, like a cast-off. Um, and I think it could have been a single, too, in yeah. the 80s and have been really successful. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of people argued that the B-sides should have been on Around the World in the Day. They thought they were more successful than some of the other tracks. Well, and that's part of the statement I think he was making. He put together a fun and funky trip of an album, and then thankfully we got, you know, the other things that were considered and not part of it. Yeah. They're they're available and they're out, so we're, we're lucky in that regard. Yeah, I mean, we get extra songs, three extra songs. Mm-hmm. And you know. remixes and uh, yeah. the For the Tears in Your Eyes non-album yeah. track, too. Yeah, yeah for, a, nice for a time period, again, 1985, where he's coming off of just global success and extreme you know, commitment to get through the Purple Rain era to have all this material uh-huh. so ready to go. So prolific. Yeah, totally crazy. So prolific. Well... S- speaking of which... Yeah? We're not done with this era. No. 1985. No. Um, again, you would think that 
wow, he's got an album. He's got all this other unreleased material that made it in the form of B-sides or like Hello was recorded as a topical song. He was also busy with related artists. We've got um, next time we'll take a look at the self-titled album from The Family Mm -hmm. um, with lead singer St. Paul, who was briefly with The Time. The Family was also comprised of Susanna, who is Wendy's twin sister Mm -hmm. and frequent love interest of Prince's. And uh, really features Eric Leeds, who's um, had been a saxophone player with Prince for so many years, um, one of the longest standing musicians that Prince played with, both live and in the studio. There's also a Sheila E. album that came out at this time called Romance 1600, or as Siri likes to call it, Romance 1600. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then some one-off songs as well. Uh, we mentioned earlier The Dance Electric by Andre Simone, which was a Prince song that he gave to him. Manic Monday by The Bingles, by the Bangles. We've got to cover that. Yeah, That'll we do. That'll be because, close to your heart. Oh, that was the very first album uh-huh. of music that I bought. Cool. Was, was it from Columbia House Record Company? Nope. Okay. No, but I got it on cassette. Yes. And I wore it out. Yep. I... I also had it. <laughs> uh, and then finally, a uh, song by Sheila E. called Holly Rock that ended up on the soundtrack to the movie Crush Groove. Very cool. So we'll take a look at all that. A lot of people feel like the Family album is uh, really the Prince album that should have came out between Purple Rain and Under the Cherry Moon. Really? Kind of the best Prince album that Prince never sang on. Oh. So essentially, it's him with vocal guides given to St. Paul. So wow, That's and, cool. Um, and... Uh, uh, nearly every song except for one has uh, leaked with Prince's vocal track on them also. So you can even hear Very his cool. vocals. But we're going to focus on the released album by okay. the family next okay. time Okay, that sounds great. So thank you so much for spending your time here with us today. Don't forget, we have our contest going on. Go on the social media and share and retweet. Rate and review us wherever you get your pods. Send us a little email. We'd love to hear from you. We love hearing from all of you. I try and be on Twitter uh, at least once a day. So if you send us a little comment there, then you'll definitely probably get a response. It's from me. It's from us, but it's really from me. Yeah, Christy monitors everything. (laughs) So, all right. Well, I will uh, make sure that on the social media, I put all those things that we're covering for next time so that you can brush up. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time today. Thanks for listening. Bye.